So a small disclaimer at the top end of the show. After I recorded this interview, I subsequently found out that my side of the recording was really bad quality and was almost inaudible. But because the interview was so good, I didn't want to put my guests through the whole process of re-recording. So I've just edited my own sections. So if my sections do sound a little bit edited, it's because they are. But anyway... Bear with it. I think you'll find the content is fantastic and I hope you enjoy. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi there, listener. Welcome to episode 51 of Traffic Jam. I'm your host, James Reynolds, and this is the podcast show that helps you build and grow a profitable audience online. Now, before we jump into the show, remember that each episode comes with a set of bonuses that help you implement the strategies shared on the show. Episode 51 is no different at all. And you can get the bonuses for this episode by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 51. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number 51. Now, today, those bonuses include a downloadable MP3, full transcript, episode artwork, and a reference guide showing the seven-step Facebook ads formula shared by today's guest. Now, before we get to our guest today, a shout out and a thank you to Stuart, Denver, Alice, Ferdinand and Steve, who all commented on episode 50. Now, I'd love to hear from you too. So please stop by the episode page if you have a comment or a question for me or today's guest. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. So let me introduce today's guest. His name is Kurt Marley. And like some of the very best experts we've had on this show, he was introduced by a former guest of Traffic Jam. And in this case, it was Ryan Levesque. Now, Kurt is a Facebook ads specialist. And aside from teaching others how to advertise effectively on Facebook, he runs an agency that supports clients in 37 different niches and he manages over half a million dollars of ad spend on the platform each month. Now, he's an absolute Facebook ads rock star and entirely self-taught on the platform. So here we go to teach you how to leverage Facebook ads effectively. It's Kurt Marley from socialmediaadgenius.com. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back. This is episode 51 of Traffic Jam. And joining me right here is Kurt Marley. Kurt, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent, James. Thanks for having me, sir. Thank you. So you've got this whole seven step process where you take someone from beginner to a Facebook advertising ninja, starting with the core fundamentals all the way up to things like funnel targeting and custom audiences. Let's take a look at that process, perhaps starting with the basics first. Where do you suggest our listeners get started with Facebook advertising? Um, So James, this is a really good question. So I'm going to preface it with a couple of different disclaimers um, or advance notices. Basically, here's the thing, just a small little insight. We've run over $5 million in Facebook ads for over 33 or 35 different verticals, different niches. So what I'm going to give you can absolutely work for anybody's business, whether you're 
a seven and eight figure business or if you're really just starting out. So I'm going to quickly give you the seven steps and then we'll take some time explaining through the seven steps. But remember, this can work for pretty much any business, almost any business. Um, you just have to get good on your targeting, which I'll explain. And it doesn't matter where you get started. You just have to get started regardless if you're a small food trailer business or an eight-figure business that's just rocking it online. What we do is in our first seven steps, you're going to want to write this down as you're listening. Step number one is we really want to identify what our avatar is, our direct marketing message. And I'm going to talk about exactly on how to do that. But what we want to do is we want to define who do we want to market to, and really the first step is to drive likes to our uh, to our business page or our fan page. Now, driving likes is not about building online credibility of getting tens of thousands of people. What we're doing is we're pre-qualifying our audience. What we're doing is we're saying, we believe our avatar is this, and we are validating our message. We're, test we're testing and verifying our message that it works with our like campaign. From there, we start bringing people into the page or bringing more people into the page that we believe are qualified avatar, and then we start working on our engagement. That's really step two. We find our best engaging post from step number two. We move to step number three is where we promote those posts. So we find what resonates best with our avatar that we drew likes to, that they engaged with. So now we're going to promote that post. We're going to make sure that our fans and their friends are seeing this particular popular post. Well, the most popular post leads us to step number four. Those turns into some of our best ads. Those are called dark posts. Dark posts will appear in other people's news feeds. They'll appear on mobile. It looks like it's directly coming from our page, but a dark post, the post doesn't actually show up on our fan page. It just shows up in advertising and news feeds. Well, now that we know what dark post or what advertisement works, step number five, we make sure that the ads are congruent, like native advertising. And we'll get into that term here in just a moment. But we do all that work to move into step six, where it's tuggles, uh, or it tuggles. How about targets directly into your funnel, you know, your website, your landing page, your video. And then really what ends up happening is depending where people land on your website, we can retarget with really specific ads. That's step number seven. But really where the conversation starts out at James is people really, really, really have to define that avatar. They really have to define it. Well, it's interesting what you said there. Perhaps we should maybe drill into some of that validation data that might tell us if we've got the right audience or not. Now, you said start by running a campaign that gets likes. And if the campaign responds well, you know you've got the right audience. So what sort of audience should people be looking for to understand that they got the right audience and it's worth developing out further down the sequence? Great question. Great question. So again, I want to answer this for your audience, for people who either have lots of experience running ads, have a big list, or they're just starting out. So the first thing is, is it's really either A, if you have an email list that's a couple thousand people. Now, this could be emails or phone numbers, and this could be people who registered at an event, who could have purchased a product or signed up on your website. Those can actually be uploaded into Facebook, and Facebook can tell you specifically inside of Facebook Insights what the makeup of those people are. Or you can do it from a fan page or from a small little pixel. Well, what happens is a lot of our clients, like for the agency that we run, they say, hey, Kurt, I have a pretty good idea who we should target for our avatar. But we tell clients we like to validate with the like campaign if they have less than 10,000 leads that we could analyze. And I say, look at this client. Imagine this works for any level. 
Imagine we are, we, all of us who are listening are standing on stage. Imagine there are 800 people in front of us, right? Just 800 random people. And let's just say we are selling something to help entrepreneurs, right? We're going to help, uh, we have an entrepreneur in the box product, right? So what we're going to do standing on stage, we're going to say, how many people in here love to be an entrepreneur? Who, who's like us? Notice that's a like us. Now imagine looking out on the audience of 800 people and 300 people raise their hand and we're like, okay, well, at least these people are interested in entrepreneurs, right? So now what we do, we say, hey, how many people would like to read about Russell, uh, uh, who would like to read about how Richard Branson bought Virgin Islands? And let's just say a third of those people raise their hand. So what I'm doing is I'm segmenting people. I'm getting people to raise their hand to say, hey, are they even emotionally involved with us? And then step number two starts going for that engagement. So to know if people are qualified, if they're resonating with your message, you should be looking for click-through rates on your like ads over 1%. So you should really find out, I always tell people, figure out what your control and then test a couple of ads. But we want to figure out where are we finding the best targeted, that means the highest click-through rate on ads where people are raising their hand, resonating with your message. And that's some of the best, easiest qualifying that we can do that starts building your brand to figure out what people want to connect with you with. So I'm going to ask a slightly more technical and advanced follow-up question. And that would be, how do we segment those campaigns so that we're really able to zero in on that perfect audience? So that's a really great question. So uh, a couple of things on this. The first thing is, is, I really have to mention is Facebook works on momentum. So the longer that you're running ads, the better results you're going to see and the better trends you're going to see as well. Starting and stopping ads are going to give you a completely different result than continually running ads. And here's what I mean. So remember how I asked that question, are, uh, are you excited to be an entrepreneur, comma, like us? That can get people to raise their hand. So I take a look and I say, okay, I'm targeting the, the word entrepreneur with a picture and a key phrase that asks just that. Are you excited about getting an, uh, being an entrepreneur, comma, like us? And I'm seeing that I get a, a, a 1% click-through rate. Great. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to target a different keyword. Maybe it's a business magazine, like Entrepreneur Magazine. I'm going to use the same copy. I'm going to use the same picture. And I'm going to see what my click-through rate is there as well. Well, as I start to get some numbers in that start showing me, okay, where am I getting my low-cost likes and a high click-through rate? Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to start split testing out additional keywords. Now the key to this is always finding your one control ad and then I always try to beat that with two other ads. So if Entrepreneur Magazine's working really well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to split test two other ads and I'm going to say can I beat the click through rate and the cost per like of what I'm currently targeting right now and I'm always trying to beat one another. So I'm always establishing a, a control and I'm always testing with two other ads. Great. So I think we've covered off the first stage really nicely there. What stage two? Where do we take it from here? So really good question. So what happens is, is when we kind of round out stage one is let's say that you've run some like campaigns for three to seven days. You can now go in at Facebook's report and it will actually tell you what keywords performing the best, what uh, gender has the best demographic that's clicking through on your ads, uh, what's a five-year age range for the people clicking on your ads. So now we could really start to see where that avatar starts to form. So the second part is posting some engaging posts. Now, you don't have to post 10 times a day. Quite honestly, with a lot of our clients, we just post once or twice a day because 95% of our time in budget, honestly, is really in paid ads. 
But as we're starting out, we want to find out, okay, our avatar is coming in with page likes. What articles or what do they engage with? So this could be anything from blog articles for your branding to see what articles they're interested in. This could be going to other fan pages that they may like and looking at what content's really popular on other pages. I mean, there's thousands of news stations out there, and they're pretty much reporting the exact same thing. People are just finding which news source they connect with. You can do the same thing. So find out what other engagements working on other pages, get that engagement in front of your avatars that are coming on in, figure out what resonates to them most, and then start moving on to where you're going to promote at least one post per week. Really that simple. So I heard the other day, and actually you might be the source of this information, that warm and fuzzy content works best on Facebook. Perhaps the birth of a baby, an engagement, or maybe even getting married. In your experience, what sort of content works best in the Facebook environment? Yes, and I'm super glad that you brought this up. So this is really interesting. Let's talk about engagement, and then as that moves over to promoted posts, So Facebook did a a kind of scary experiment a couple of years ago, and this recently just came out, which what happened was is Facebook wanted to see if we put negative toned um, uh, things in the newsfeed versus positive in the newsfeed, can that influence the user's behavior and can that influence their actual posting, right? This is a little creepy. So here's what Facebook found out. Facebook found out that their hunch was, well, if we post pictures of other people's wedding and going on vacation, our friends are going to be jealous and they're going to spend less time on Facebook. Actually, what they found out was that people want to look at their friends' weddings, their vacation. They want to share the fun memories that are exciting. Now, on the other side, they found out on the negative post what happens is people will act, it'll actually influence their mood. So a couple of things started to happen. People who were negatively um, or who were seeing the negative posts on Facebook Pretty soon they started posting negative posts and they started spending a lot less time on Facebook. So what happens is, is Facebook's looking for really feel-good stories, nothing that's negative. So like, do you hate waking up in the morning where you have joint pain and you feel lonely? Facebook doesn't like those ads. That may work in direct response marketing, but Facebook wants feel-good stories, stories that are going to make people smile, stories that are going to make people spend more time on Facebook and really look at more articles. So yeah, it it really has to be positive. Now keep in mind, organically, and even with paid traffic, you're rewarded if it's a positive message. If it's negative, you could pay a lot more in your ad cost and see less engagement on your posts. So how do you apply that to a business page? Because I guess coming up with those feel-good stories in a business environment could be a little bit more challenging. What types of topics or events in a business scenario might be good to post on Facebook? So here's a couple of things. Motivational statements, those things work great, right? What happens is, is like, for example, or name that caption or fill in the blank. People just, people get on Facebook because they want to see what their family and friends are doing. And they really have 30 seconds to a couple of minutes, especially if they're on mobile, which is a large percentage of Facebook traffic, is they just kind of start flipping through the screen, right? And they're like, flip, flip, flip. Hey, what shoes should I buy? The blue or the red? Or, hey, what do you think about? And having people put their comments can be, can be really, really high engaging. So what you want to do is some motivational statements are great. Some information statements is great. But, you know, the biggest reason for engagement dropping on a typically on a business page, we saw this just the other day when we were talking to a small business. They were um, a local um, savings and loan. And or a local bank where they were talking about their CD rates. 
That's all they talked about. Get our CD, buy our CD. Somebody want to buy our CD? Who wants to buy our CD? They didn't have any engagement. And then we had this picture of this scuba diver with this seal that comes up over on his right-hand side smiling. And we're like, caption this pic. All of a sudden, people are captioning it. They're having fun. A lot of people do too much self-promotion. So what you're looking for is if you really focus on your avatar, what would they want to read in their newspaper? Like, What would they like to see? What's a funny video they may like to see? I can tell you this. There's a great example Facebook gave of a plumbing company. I mean, how do you advertise a plumbing company on Facebook, right? Like, that's You're talking about plunging toilets, right? So what they do is they're like, Hey, everybody, it's a picture of, let's say, James standing next to the van, right? Hey, everyone, meet James. James has been a plumber for over 23 years. He's happy to assist any of you. And when he's off of work, he enjoys crocheting and underwater basket weaving. And like James may have a small, weird look on his face. Well, it's funny. People are looking at it. They're laughing. Or this plumbing company had a school high school mascot. Hey, call in today and order your service. And $10 goes to the school. And it had the school mascot holding a phone to its ear. It was just fun and exciting and got people to click on the link. So you can do some really creative, fun stuff, but that's what Facebook's looking for. Now, once we've got some engaging content, you, of course, advocate that we start promoting that content, getting it out there to a greater and wider audience. Now, do you suggest people just use the standard boost function or is there a better way to do it? That's a great question. So typically what we do is we go straight for engagement. So we get the regular organic engagement. And then what we do is we tell people hit the boost post button. So you hit the boost post and you want to change the default setting. We take the most popular posts from the week and we learn this from the audience insights inside of our fan page. We boost the post for a minimum of three days. Typically we say $5 a day for three days. Because here's the thing, keep in mind, You've spent money to get over likes or they've came from, let's just say, your email opt-in. You've already figured out what their engagement is overall. Now, if some, there are a lot of people, by the way, who are voyeurs, who are watchers. They don't click like, they don't comment on stuff, but they see your stuff and they read it. They just don't engage with it. So if they don't engage, they're not going to see your post. So you have to take your most popular post of the week. Again, this could be a blog article. I'll give you a super, a super big tip. If you have a couple of minute video, even if it's done with an iPhone, those are working really well right now, like a two minute video. When you hit that boost post, it's going to target your business page plus their fans for three days for $5. This is like Coca-Cola always advertising. It's keeping your brand and message in front of people who are watching but not engaging. So step one, figure out your best engaging post. Step two, boost that for three days which if you find out that that boost post is working, then we're going to take that boost post and we're going to target this. We're going to tie it back in to the, to the keyword where we are getting our best responses from our like campaign from step number one. So we're building our branding to our page and we're extending out. So if we're targeting entrepreneurs, they're seeing a like campaign from us and they're seeing one of our most recent posts, our re- most recent popular posts. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And this is a step you call the promoted dark post, is it? It really is. That is the promoted dark post. And that promoted dark post is saying, hey, look, we identified the keyword entrepreneurs works really well for likes. We identified that this post worked really well for our page and their fans. Let's tie those two together. And we're going to target that one post because here's what's happening is what you're doing is you're promoting this one post. Inside of different news feeds, it could be entrepreneurs, it could be an entrepreneur magazine, 
So now your branding is really starting to take place. And what you're really doing is you're promoting one post. So now you start getting posts that have likes of 30, 50, 60, 100, 300. Now when someone comes to your page, they're like, man, that last blog post they just put out had 300 likes and 20 shares. It must be amazing. What is it? Which creates the open loop, which gets people to click through to your blog. Nice. And this really isn't costing very much at all, right? I mean, you're suggesting just a budget of $5 a day for two or three days at a time once per week. So I'm sure this is within reach for even the smallest of businesses getting started on Facebook, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, for instance, we have a a hair care salon out in Hollywood. And all he wants to do is advertise in a 10-mile square radius, which there's not tons of people out there in a 10-mile square radius but if he does a video that he promotes for five or for three days for five bucks a day, and then he does, hey, here's the latest hair fashion, he can literally spend 20 or $30 and sometimes get more coverage than what your local TV station would give. I mean, this is really some great branding for just pennies on the dollar if you're doing it right. Well, let's move on to some of the more intermediate strategies. The next step in the process is advertorials. And I can kind of see how this might work on Facebook because they're all about having news-based content, less promotional stuff, less flat-out ads. Tell us about how you put together an advertorial that really gets good effect on Facebook. Good question. So now just to preface this as we go into step number five, as we go into step number five, six, and seven, This is really where we spend 95% of our money. So step one through four is just to help us get there to understand what ads to be running. Once you start running a couple hundred dollars a day or a thousand dollars a day, you're going to start to get residual likes. You'll still do the boost post engagement just to keep your brand out in front of you. But 95% of your money is really going to be spent advertorials, funnel targeting, and retargeting. So the the advertorial really comes down to tell a story. So the advertorial is going to be what we call native advertising. Now, native advertising, if you're not familiar with that term, um, you can go to like AOL.com, HuffingtonPost.com, CNN.com, and just start scrolling through all the news stories. And you're going to see news story, news story, news story. Then you're going to see something that looks exactly like a news story, but it's going to say sponsored content. It looks like a news story. It looks like it should be there. Well, that's what the advertorial is. So what would your avatar be sharing as a news article? So let's just say, again, we're talking about entrepreneurs. Your avatorial could be a small, a short story on here are the five tools that are absolutely critical that every new entrepreneur should have. Step one, tool number one, tool number two, to see the other three tools, click on the link below for free access. Okay, so they understand it's for entrepreneurs. We've already been targeting with likes and your engagement. They understand what the call to action is. They've read a little bit of it. It's engaging content. So, and it's not negative, right? We're not using any negative connotations. This is a positive experience. And then we're going to continue the story, which really goes into step six, which is your funnel targeting. So what stories can we start telling? What, how can we add additional value, what they can read from the ad? Remember, Facebook doesn't like, click here to find out how you can earn a million dollars or how to make a million dollars. Because it doesn't give enough information for the landing page. Now, this is super important, and this is a little bit more advanced strategy, but it's important that everybody understands. Facebook has recently really started to judge, okay, someone's going to click on this native ad, this advertorial, and they're going to click onto a website that says find out more. If that website is not congruent and people click back to Facebook right away, meaning they bounce back off of your site, 
Facebook's charging people extra for ads because they're finding those ads not being relevant. So how in our avatorial can we start a story that continues over to our page that completes the story and then either asks for information, buyer information, or to subscribe into our list? So it's just the start and continuation of a, over to a story. That's interesting. I hadn't realized Facebook had been doing that. I mean, I know Google have been measuring these types of techniques for some time, especially with AdWords in order to see which ads are more relevant to users. But I hadn't realized Facebook were doing it as well. Very interesting stuff. Well, see, here's something that I really want to get by that I used to train a year ago that now I completely talk on the other side for uh, or on the other side of. And here's what it is. We used to tell Facebook, or you may have heard this before, Facebook wants you to keep traffic inside of Facebook. You know, everything that you do, they want you to do these fan page tabs. They want you to keep traffic inside of Facebook. And people used to share website links like um, socialmediaadgenius.com. And it would come up with this little link preview, right? It would show a little preview of the article. And we would call that the gray box of death because it would tell Facebook, hey, Facebook, I just shared a link, and if someone clicks on that link, it's going to take them outside of Facebook. So don't show this post as much because we don't want people outside of Facebook. Well, Facebook had then come out with a year or two ago tracking pixels that we'll get into more in here in just a minute. What Facebook did now was that you can say it a little creepy, very much like Google. The more that people started to place in those tracking pixels, now Facebook can see your website and what's going on on your website. So now Facebook wants people like from a blog or an advertorial to go over to their website because that's the only way that Facebook can see what you're looking at and how relevant it is to their user database. Interesting. So have they now started to adjust cost per click prices and ad serving based on people actually putting that pixel on their website and driving people away from Facebook? Oh, in huge ways. And here's what I mean by that. You know, I I met with Facebook, uh, this is back in March, at a big event here in Austin, Texas called uh, South by Southwest, big tech event. And I sat down with Facebook and I said, look, this conversion tracking pixel doesn't make any sense. Like I have 100 sales, but it shows 125. And they looked at me, James, I swear they said this. They go, oh, Kurt, the conversion tracking pixel doesn't actually track conversions. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, seriously, that makes so much sense. I'm an online marketer. <laughs> it doesn't quite do what it says on the tin, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what do you mean? And they go, actually, it tracks your conversions. And I'm like, you just, what? And they go, it actually reads and profiles your buyers and your people who opt in or the people who go to key websites that you target. So Facebook's actually collecting the data, building your perfect avatar. So this is where Facebook blows away anybody else. Not only can we target offsite actions, like people who buy green smoothies, that's like an actual targeting option, but I can now even target people, people who have purchased third-party services from a Facebook ad. means that they purchased by the conversion pixel. So once that we start getting, like this is really the kind of secret behind my sauce that, I've, that Facebook taught me, that I've taught in courses or in masterminds or whatever, when you put in that conversion pixel, it's not necessarily tracking your numbers. It's seeing how many people come through your door. And once you get to a certain number, a couple of hundred, you can tell Facebook, Facebook, literally, James, this is the most powerful thing you can do on Facebook now. You can say, Facebook, I want you to target entrepreneurs. Let's say there's a million people in the U.S. However, I want you to target the people who look like my buyers 
So that takes, let's say, a million people. That condenses it down to 500,000 of the best cream of the crop because they look like my buyers. And Facebook, I don't really care what I pay for clicks. I just want you to target for me to get more sales. So I want you to go out to find entrepreneurs, segment that audience to the people who look like my buyers, and only go out and market to people who have a high probability of buying. I don't care what the cost per click or click-through rate is. Uh, if, if my product's $297, I am willing to pay $100 for anybody that you find in that group. I've never seen targeting like this before, and, and Facebook learns from it. And literally, we've taken products where, um, I'll give you a, good, a real quick example. We've taken products that were a water filter that they sell for $150. We were getting people to buy it for $125. So they put in $125, they make $150. Not a whole lot of money, but if you sell 10, 20 of them a day, it starts to add up, right? After we got over 200 sales, we said, Facebook, target the same demographic we're going after, but also find the people that have a high probability of buying from us or lookalike audience. Our cost went from $125 per buying unit by putting in just that one layer of audience down to $46. So now they put in 46 bucks and made 150. We didn't change anything. We just said, Go find people who look like our buyers after we had enough buyers. It's it's amazing what Facebook can do. So is the goal then, at least in that phase, to build up a volume of buyers so that you can start to profile who those buyers are and then go back to Facebook and ask them to target people that look like that? Yeah. I mean, so so I mean, literally, yeah, like you hit the nail right on the head. So what we tell is people like, let's say we go we'll go back real quick, like step one through six, right? So if you don't have any of this bio data, you got to figure out your likes and then the engagement and the promoted posts and the dark posts. You start running advertorials and you start to what we call season the pixel. You know, get 100, 100 buyers is great, but 200 gives you better statistical information. 400 gives you better statistical information, right? So if you already have a buyers list, you can upload a buyers list and go after a lookalike audience right away. So what ends up happening is, if you don't have a list, we show you step one through five. If you do have a list, we're going to do step one through five for kind of a branding. But moreover, we want to get as many people as possible past that conversion pixel at first because that's really the second stage is once that conversion pixel is what we call seasoned. You know, after 100 plus buyers, now when we start targeting that lookalike audience, I mean, the numbers are just astronomically different. Yeah, I can see. That sounds awesome. Well, let's kind of speed things through these last couple of steps. Now, step six is funnel targeting. And I want to ask you the types of funnels you see working best on Facebook right now, because there still seems to be a herd of people that drive Facebook ad traffic either to a live event or webinar registration and then promote to those people on the back end. That seems to be pretty successful in some spaces, at least. What types of funnels have you seen working really well on Facebook right now? Uh, uh, another good question. It basically comes down to this. So what do you specifically want your person to do, right? Do they want to watch a video? Do you want them to opt in? What do you want them to do? Now, a lot of people believe that they can send direct traffic over to like a video sales letter or directly over to a webinar sign up. Typically, what Facebook, what Facebook has told us, and there's actually an attribution link in a, a, the reporting section for this, that most people who see an ad or click on an ad the very first day, don't buy. It usually happens within a 28-day period. So that's another reason why you have to keep on running ads, right? 
But what, but what ends up happening is, is Facebook says, look, if you're going to send people directly over to a video sales letter with no opt-in, they're probably not going to buy the first time, so you have to keep on running ads. What we find that really works is get people to opt into your offer. What we see that really, really works is getting people to fill out a small survey, which I know you've had some guests in the past that have talked about that as well. Because see, what happens is, is not only can you segment your list from the survey, but when people start answering those questions, the this, this segmentation is awesome, but they have a higher probability of opting in. So the real money that we've seen, and I've spent, like I said, millions, and we work with a lot of seven and eight figure clients, is those people who can do the following. Get people to opt in, A, to build their email list. B, they're going to have a chance or an offer to buy something um, right now. Now, if they don't buy something, and I'm going to kind of move into step number seven, we're going to retarget them with ads that says, hey, I noticed you didn't buy this. Here's a discount. Or I noticed you didn't buy this. Here's an additional video. Or I know that you've showed interest in this. Here's another video. But what we specifically want to happen is we want to run people through the right parts of the funnel, but they really have to opt in. You have to have a good follow-up. So here's your ultimate goal. If you can get people to opt in and buy once they opt in within a couple of days, right, and you're making a, a margin on it, even if it's 5%, you're 5% above profit, awesome. Because your follow-up email will pick up anything else. Now, we see a lot of clients who are happy with either break-even or making 80% of their investment back, but they know the money is really made in their longer-term follow-up. So your best scenario is to break even on the front end if your product's below 297. But I'm telling you what I see more and more of, Facebook doesn't like direct sales. Facebook likes relationships. That all leads into retargeting of blogs, repurposing content, and getting people to opt in, provide value, and close, 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 close along the way. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I'd be very happy if I could get my Facebook ads running through an opt-in where I could then sell more stuff on the back end. I mean, if you can acquire a customer for nothing, it's a pretty darn good situation to be in, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So I think we should get close to wrapping things up there, but we haven't quite yet got to retargeting. So any final points on that, Kurt, before we close out? Perhaps some retargeting tips that you'd be happy to share with our listeners? Um, so a couple of different things. Uh, really important. Uh, this is something that will open up your eyes. Uh, for our product and for some of our clients, I mean, we see up to a 50% of our sales coming through retargeting. So we want to get specific about it. So when someone goes to our opt-in page but doesn't opt in, what other information can we give them? I'll tell you what I do. I send out a t I, I retarget with a testimonial video. So if someone opts into our landing page, they're going to see two testimonial videos from me. And they're also going to see um, a video tour of what we like to call our bunker. So they get to build rapport with me. They get to see some of my other students. And they're seeing my name again. Now, when they opt into our funnel and they're going to watch a video sales letter or they could attend a webinar, now for the next five days, I'm going to show three different testimonials. I'm going to show a tour of my office so people can see my face. They know that we're real. And I'm going to retarget. So a fourth ad, I'm going to retarget four videos. And what I mean by four videos is they click on a page and my webinar is an hour long, but they're going to have four videos that are five minutes each that they can click on each video and make a buying decision. So each way through the funnel, when I talk about funnel targeting, I'm saying, okay, if they just went to my landing page that didn't opt in, this is good to retarget with all my blog posts and my post engagement posts, right? Because I can retarget my, uh, my best promoted post. 
And then I start to take a look at and say, okay, if people opted in, that means they just don't have enough information to buy. What other information can I give them? And video works really well. Or you can also do like a 10% discount, but get them to know you to build that rapport. And then the third thing is, is your buyers, that's the best place that you start to offer your new product or service that you test market before you roll it out to everybody else on Facebook. And it's a great way to communicate. We have an upcoming webinar. Did you see our blog post? Or, hey, make sure you join this really important podcast that's going to happen next week. You can literally target people very based off their uh, based off their interest, and it can make a dramatic difference for your business when it's done right. Fantastic. Kurt, we've covered so much there and packed a whole lot into 35 minutes. And I'm sure we've just touched the surface really in terms of what's possible and how you can help people. So I think right now we need to point people off to somewhere where they can connect with you further and learn a little bit more about what you do and how you can help. So where might that be? Um, It really makes it really easy. We just go to socialmediaadgenius.com. And really right there, you can find out information about myself, our business. Again, it's socialmediaadgenius.com. Um, you know, or you can always send a, a, an email to my assistant as well, too. I mean, we have videos and everything on the site that can assist. Um, and my assistant's email is ashley at blackboxsocialmedia.com if you have any direct answers for me. And, and, and just to be clear, we have two sides of our business. One is we educate others how to do it, or we have you know uh, group coaching that we show people how to do it, or I have a full agency where we run it for you. It just requires about $20,000 a month in ad spend if we do it for you. So we're really selective on, on whose ads we run for them. But you know, happy to help answer any questions and, and help you master this Facebook thing. Thank you. Well, I'm sure you've given people a flavor of what's possible, either by learning this stuff themselves with your help or by having you do it for them. So we'll make sure that all of these links are placed within the show notes page of this episode, which is trafficjamcast.com forward slash 51. So thanks again, Kurt. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as I said, I don't know if I've had an episode that's been crammed with so much information. So props to you, of course, on that. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, James. I really appreciate it being here. So there you have it. That was Kurt Marley. And I absolutely did mean it. One of the most content packed of all 51 episodes so far. And because there was so much packed into this show, I recommend you head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 41 and download the full word by word transcript of the show plus the seven step formula reference guide I've prepared just for you. So go grab it now by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 51. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash 51. So thank you for listening into this show. I will be back with another episode real soon on what an amazing guest I've got lined up for you. So to ensure you don't miss that show, subscribe via iTunes and or Stitcher Radio by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. Once again, for a direct link to the seven step formula reference guide, MP3 and full transcript of today's show, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 51, where you can also join in on the discussion for this episode. We end this week's show with a traffic jam, Lose Yourself by Eminem, and it's chosen, of course, by Kurt Marley. So enjoy. One shot, one opportunity. 
fantasies, everything you ever wanted. One moment, did you capture it? Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clocks run out, time's up, over, plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. He choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rap city better go capture this moment and hope it don't be ready.
You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.